0: Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask What's My Thesis. Today's going to be a solo episode, and I really haven't planned out anything. I'm just kind of going off the top of my head. There's a bunch of things that I want to talk about. Like, at the top of the show, straight up, I just want to say that I've had, like, so many freakouts related to COVID that... I've lost track. I And it's always a different freak out. It's mostly the feeling that the world still is in this fucking holding pattern. I feel like there's definitely some crazy things that are happening within the neighborhood. As I had uh, Lincoln Heights Intel, gu- Intel guest, uh, Anonymous guest. I definitely want to plug their upcoming slate. You can vote for them to help uh them become uh neighborhood council members there is a slate of like i think 12 people uh you can go to lincoln heights at lincoln heights intel and I'm, i think they have a website as well yeah, their instagram is very good they have uh been working really hard to sort of make sure that the kind of shady shit that just pervades this country in it it, it, um doesn't happen in this neighborhood it's one of the oldest neighborhoods in los angeles and uh you can definitely vote in the vote for them even if you don't live in neighbor uh, in the neighborhood you just have to become a part of their organization which is lincoln heights intel it's a community-based organization so um apparently you can vote like that so uh and if i i I, i'm pretty sure because i see it on their instagram uh, just reach them, uh, reach out to them and find out if uh, you know I have anything wrong. They're obviously not going to let you vote if you're not allowed to. But I think as long as you're part of the organization, they'll give you a member card and you can vote in the upcoming elections. And really fight. I mean, what's at stake here is that they're trying to turn a part of this neighborhood that is a Superfund site. For those of you that aren't familiar with the Superfund site, it's basically where... There has been so much toxic uh dumping that the ground that, that it's like not worth uh trying to rehabilitate because I think the cost of trying to clean it up is way is just way too much. This is all from like memory of my first ever understanding of Superfund, so it's probably hazy and maybe not correct. But basically the main point is that they're building on this land that has Essentially, uh, it's basically toxic, and they're building luxury condos. And so there's a two pronged thing happening there. They can basically build whatever they want because of the some crazy thing. Go back to the le- episode with Lincoln Heights, Intel to get more details on that. But basically, yeah, they're using that to gentrify the neighborhood. Bernie Sanders just came out and endorsed Gil Cedillo. They posted about this on their site again. And it, it, it's crazy just how much of an image of a hero that guy has when he's really just part of the machine the same way as anybody else. And I, like, I'm like. i sorry if this offends people, but I definitely think that him and people like AOC and other people like that just serve to, uh, to get people into the party that otherwise would go somewhere else, because their whole thing is that they have nowhere else to go. So I think that all of this is like really heartbreaking to see a politician like Gil Cedillo get endorsed by Bernie Sanders, just to me shows that there wasn't a sincere, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff there, like it wasn't a sincere campaign. There was really never an intention. It doesn't seem to actually win because he wouldn't challenge anybody. He wouldn't challenge Joe Biden. To him, his class, whatever, I'm not saying conspiracy, to him, his class, uh, um, solidarity matters more. You know, he's not going to be a millionaire and fucking hang out with us, uh, broke-ass motherfuckers. He has to socialize with these people because it's like, that, that's how this world works. That's why you see, what's her name? Ellen DeGeneres hanging out with George W. Bush and completely losing sight of the fact that people would be upset of her posting a selfie with him. Like, that, you know, it's not, it's not even necessarily malicious. She just is that wealthy. And, like, when you're that wealthy, there are a few people in the world that are your equals. And, uh, yeah, I think that that is definitely something that motivates people like AOC now, where, like, what fucking job is AOC gonna get you know like if i'm in a position where i can get a really good job after doing this temporary job or who knows do this job indefinitely sort of like uh what's her name who's having uh Diane Feinstein who's having mental health issues it's it's a crazy thing anyway you can vote for the neighborhood council you can fight people like Gil Cedillo, even though he's endorsed by Bernie Sanders and i think that that's something definitely worth doing I will uh if you have any questions about it you can reach out to me on my Instagram and I will be happy to forward you to the right place where you can do that. I think um you know people always say that voting matters and I definitely think it's going to make a bigger difference in this case directly on people's lives, right? They're ba- they're ban- they basically made the rent so high in this neighborhood. This is all going to USC. All this neighborhood is going to be for USC. They're taking it away from us to make this like, I mean, us. I'm not, I'm, I'm a guest here, so that's why I want to amplify this um, situation. But yeah, I think that it's a good idea to do that. But moving on, uh, I definitely am trying to not make this an entirely political conversation episode whatever but there are a lot of things that are upsetting me (laughs) and I feel like you know there are things that have come to their logical conclusion in a way that is really heartbreaking that it's not even fun to say I told you so like people legitimately do not care about children in cages if it's the right person putting them in cages we have uh an article came out from the intercept I mostly skimmed it but because you know but you, you, you know, for the Intercept to be criticizing ICE under Biden when they fired Glenn, Glenn Greenwald from the outlet that he created, with his reputation, because he would write, he was he was being censored. So he, the editors at the Intercept, were trying to make sure that he didn't write anything critical about Biden and they wouldn't publish one of his pieces so he retire, he retired in protest so with that in context you got to understand that now even the intercept is criticizing Biden uh and or i mean at least they're criticizing the um the situation with Texas and the detention centers for migrant uh workers and and uh, basically just you know money making ventures where they house people right where like the profit is in keeping people in cages it's like just it's basically an extension of the military or sorry, or the prison industrial complex but i'm sure that the <laughs> i'm sure that the people from the military industrial complex and the prison industrial complex have had dinners together at some point i don't know if i'm saying that there's a conspiracy there but like again these are people that are in your business uh adjacent Industries so who's going to get the guns if uh, for the police if not the military industrial complex and all of that so um, anyway Biden there were store there was the story in the intercept was about how the children in cages or basically basic uh, it, immigrants in general um, there's two stories and I'm conflating them as I'm telling this one that he that basically the the agents who are essentially like inhuman in their dehumanization of these uh, human beings that are just like let's not forget that people are coming here to this country because of uh our involvement in their governments right <laughs> so they're fleeing uh the 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 shit that we're doing to them and then we're getting them over here and we're in cages and then we're making money off of this. Like it there's it it it, it <laughs> oh my heart just broke. So uh Biden is now in charge of this and uh I saw this from Ranya Kalik who is if you don't know her I think she hosts the podcast Left Bitches Who Are Right and um is well-known in sort of the lefty media circles. And Let me see where that article is. But she posted this that I hadn't seen. But from The Insider, it's uh article that says, Biden opens up migrant child facility, prompting criticism from progressives like AOC. And, I mean, to me, that criticism is mostly, like, ju- just performative. I mean, maybe she's not, like, angling for work as a lobbyist or whatever opportunity she might have after she's in Congress. Um, I don't necessarily think that, like, that's where she, her her, her uh, um, efforts are being directed. I'm going to guess that she's maybe more going to end up being, like, into Wall Street and shit like that. I mean, I know um, it's just because of the state that she's in. And... Uh, Yeah, basically going back to Biden, this is pretty upsetting because I was told by everybody that you know kids in cages was uh, was going to be handled, and that the that like how dare you not vote for Biden? Uh, um, You know, there's some really troubling things that people really just want to go away. This is still white supremacy, right? Like Biden is no less a white supremacist. He's just less vulgar about it. But if we're really looking at the policies, even Bi- uh, even Obama is not a very nice uh, uh, ally of minorities or people who whistleblow. Uh, so yeah, that's another thing that we got to talk about Biden right now, which is that he is basically continuing to pursue the uh extradition of Julian Assange, which everybody forgets that Obama is like one of the most vicious prosecutors of uh whistleblowers in history. I think that i don't know th- there's so many- co- like there's so many things that Obama did that was more than all other presidents combined that I've lost track of when it's right to say that, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> that prosecuting whistleblowers is one of those things that legitimately you know this is uh, this I'm not reading anything the, there aren't any notes here this is just all from memory so I hope I don't overwhelm you with a bunch of shit but it's um it, it it's all of this is part of my covid freakout right like I'm freaking out essentially internally because of the political situation We aren't getting any money from Biden, it seems. We're not getting a $15 minimum wage. We um, were told that the reason that we weren't going to fight for Medicare for All and push uh, Nancy Pelosi to get a vote on the House floor for Medicare for All is... um, is because they wanted to get fifteen dollar minimum wage, which were things that were already campaign promises. But like that just goes to show you how much bullshit all of this is. So in reality, like what we're watching is a bunch of people usher money and, and in a very performative way, just take all this cash and and magically like move it upwards. And then with this like crazy talk. Um you know there's all these different virtual signaling things that happen what that, that that like statistically it is true that uh the like the Michael Che joke that he made yeah the the israelis are <laughs> vaccinating israelis and then they're saying things like people are saying things like uh I don't want to get into this. This one's a very hot topic. But basically, yeah, Palestinians are people. And I definitely think that they should be (laughs) allowed to have some fucking vaccines as well. And I think that um, that kind of mindset has been part of American oligarchy for a very long time. That's kind of what the whole thing with Julian Assange is. Julian Assange showed how we as a country see the rest of the world and see people, right? Over here, we have these very lavish discussions where liberals like AOC and all these people are fucking talking about the, the dignity and humanity of minorities and all this bullshit that, like, they really don't necessarily believe internationally. So even in that notion, there's an American and then there's the rest of the world. And so... um there's just this crazy dehumanization that this project that's been happening right where you bring in the israeli soldiers from uh, that that know how to uh work quote unquote anti-migration tactics which essentially means and this is all under uh i think hillary clinton yeah uh, it's i think this is called the biden plan so directly our president is responsible for having uh soldiers or, or and Again, if I'm getting the details completely wrong, I'm just going off of memory. I read a whole bunch of shit, I get really angry, (laughs) and then I hold a grudge. (laughs) So he brought Israeli soldiers to Honduras to uh, train them in how to keep basically, in basically how to uh, turn Honduras into an open-air prison. This is all reporting that's been done by the Grey Zone Project, Grey Zone with an E, Max Blumenthal... Uh, he, ha- he's, uh, an actual journalist that embeds himself and interacts with communities. There's been a lot of uh, interesting talk, uh, that Matt, like Matt Taibbi has been doing, r- making some really interesting points recently and Katie helper too, in regard to all of this stuff. But it's, it's, a, I mean, to me, it's mind blowing how many people just don't even understand the horror, you know, like the, like I, they sit there and they talk about hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is irrelevant. Okay, everybody is a fucking hypocrite. If you're wasting your energy arguing politics about who the fuck is a hypocrite, oh, Ted Cruz is a hypocrite. It's like, shut the fuck up. It just annoys the shit out of me because that's not something, that's like bickering that's never going to make progress. No one's going to ever like discuss their own hypocrisy. And even if you catch them on that, like you got your own bullshit. So anyway, I forgot how I got into hypocrisy. I was going to make a broader point. But um yeah the, the to me this this whole situation is making me fucking insane. The the fact that like human beings in my art industry and in all these other things like we're we're very caught up in snitching on um the capital protesters and I'm like <laughs> I'm like oh my god like this really impacted you. To me, that's just a fucking building. And, you know, I mean, I understand this idea that there's all this sanctity, but all of that shit, the White House, the Capitol building, all of that shit is simulacra. That's like fucking Las Vegas. That's not a real place, okay? That is not based on an actual culture. That's That's like based on, we're gonna start a fucking country. We're going to uh, take propagandistic styles of, uh, uh, you know, like if you're in Rome and you see shit like that, you see uh, columns of whatever. I forget the Dorian, Ionic, and uh, pentagram. No, pentagram's not one of them. But <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking understand um, the way that we look at ourselves in terms of how. You know, we're not a white supremacist cult, uh, country. That's like, I, you know, I could never imagine being in that much denial that there was ever a tradition of anything other than fucking racist, hateful mobs. One of the most American things that I've seen recently, most outright expression of Americanism... Uh that and and i'm not like being metaphorical here. This is how we treat the rest of the world We are that fucking mob. We are those fucking racist white people who say no you can't feed your own goddamn people Because that shit is ours. That is the same mentality. It's the don't tread on me and you know Those people all of them had financial issues like big ones so for me you're you're just like snitching on these people that, whatever they fucking bought into some bullshit. Like they're victims, <laughs> in a in a very big way. And then you have these really really powerful people like what's her name, um, AOC, who it's like, why wasn't there security there? Why, there was plenty of security for uh, Black Lives Matter. When when those protests were going around, there's pictures you can look them up. So I don't really understand like this victimhood. There's there's a there's a celebrity of victimhood, and I know that she. T- and I just want to be very careful here because I know that in part of her her discussion was about talking about how she was uh, had had uh, been uh, sexually assaulted, and and I believe her, but I also want to point out that Tara Reid. Was uh, wrote an article saying, "like yeah," saying, "like yeah, I believe uh, AOC was uh, sexually assaulted," but uh, when it came to me and my claims, she said that things were not clear cut. Like, why can't she believe me too, right? So um, when we start getting into like pointing out hypocrisies, like. We're just gonna waste our time and not fucking resolve anything because everybody's full of shit, myself included. I'm probably the most full of shit person and I'm the one talking all this shit. So just like it's exhausting. It really is to me. We have a system that makes absolutely no sense. We have two parties in a country where the idea that there's only two political ideologies and that or that anybody's ideologies can fit in that space is insane we have a culture that has been alienating and shitting on like you know um the one of the guys from the Trillbillies podcast I heard him talking about this um he was saying that when you uh you know like when you imitate a dumb person it's really like it's typical for people to use a southern accent like you know like I'm not gonna do it (laughs) because I'm not an actor but uh the uh the idea being that like we've just gotten used to thinking of people that are right-leaning as fucking idiots and and we have class commonalities so when you get aside from this like entire argument of like um cultural argument which i think is what is dri- it's driven mostly by people like um you know the left as we know it it's more of a right wing party because they're they're very like you know the democrats um it it's made to divide right fox news is made to divide and there there was just a eulogy for, or there was um an analysis not a eulogy i don't think it was that respectful uh for Rush Limbaugh, who passed away recently. And one of the main points, uh, I heard this from Sagar and Jetty, uh, covering it on his um, his show, is that, like, basically what his accomplishment was, was to make a lot of money by, narrow, by de- developing this niche of people. But ultimately, that niche of people couldn't really, uh, and same thing with Fox News, it was not for everybody It was niche by nature So it was lucrative because it was niche But it only represents like a 20% And that's not winning numbers Those numbers can't um, Can't win elections Like the, the number of fucking true believer uh, Republicans They might win some shit in like A red state but overall Like that's not a winning strategy And to some degree that's what's happening in the In the Democratic Party as well Right like it's the 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 people that agree with that shit is smaller and smaller, and because there's nowhere else to go, you end up with having to either really compromise all of your fucking morals and lie to yourself and believe that Biden was gonna give you anything right like that believe that biden was gonna like it's been it's i mean his hundred days are gonna be up, and nothing is gonna be accomplished right uh Obama did more by now, so it's it's insane in this time where we, and Obama came into another fucking economic situation that was a disaster he had already made the stimulus by now it's it fucking blows my mind it just it that, so this is like essentially my freak out is related to all of this i just watch how um how basically we have been conditioned to sort of dehumanize people that are from the other side to some degree, right? Like Republicans, whatever. Because and and we're we're pointing out their worst features, right? Like, yeah, they're fucking a little racist for sure. I'm sure they are. I'm sure that uh, they do a lot of bad things in that respect. But they're also fucking poor, right? And they don't have access to the same kind of education, right? And so. I I don't, I I have a problem with just this idea of uh, even when people are wrong, like, you know, you're allowed to be wrong. (laughs) There's no rule. It's, you know, unless you do something criminal, you're allowed to have bad opinions. All of us have them. All of us believe in something that's fucking completely doesn't make sense and we probably just haven't analyzed it and it's sitting in the back of our fucking minds somewhere way 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 in the back and we never think about it we never pick at it we never like acknowledge it but if we really sat down if it comes up in a situation in real life maybe we say something a little insensitive or a little fucked up and then we regret because we didn't really think about how we had that in us but, like, you know, the fact that we feel bad about it probably reflects that we actually care. But in the at the same time, like, you don't know everything you believe. You really don't. That's the whole thing about, like, you never know what's going to happen to you until something happens to you. You're not going to know if you're going to run or if you're going to uh, let yourself be kidnapped in a situation. And now I'm going into my true crime mode. But it's it, I, it's insane to me how aggressively like i don't have a problem with talking about language and all of that and having that discussion but the way that it's used to sort of marginalize people that don't fucking know better like it's you know you weren't always enlightened you fucking learned shit and you learn shit however the fuck you learned it and these people have have learned other things and um to just write off them off as human, I think, is really the thing that's problematic. Think about all the people that vote Democrat, okay? Think about all the people that vote Democrat and all the things that they believe, all their ideologies. How many of those people would you actually be able to talk politics with at a dinner table and agree? How many of the people in that binary that you fall into, right, That side of the coin where you are, oh, well, I'm on the left. There's some fucked up shit that happens on there. We used to be, and it's changed. We used to be against the CIA and the FBI, right? Why did we used to be against the CIA and the FBI? Because of shit like COINTELPRO, shit like uh, um, MKULTRA, all those programs where, you know, the idea that somehow you can clean up an organization that spies... And sees the world within this like prism is insane to me. That is essentially like now, instead of, um, you know, like our biggest hero, Obama, he again, I'm very confident that if you look into it, <laughs> my memory serves correctly, ha- he prosecuted more whistleblowers than all other presidents combined. And again, same thing with Trump and deportations. So now we're back to the efficiency that we, were, that we wanted, right? Like, the efficiency of, like, keep the fucking brown people in cages. And, you know, the thing in the uh, Intercept article that I brought up earlier was that the... Um, the Because uh, I think I forgot to mention it. Like, when people were complaining about being cold, they would turn fans on them. In the middle of the fucking freeze. So, I, I just don't understand how, like... Like, where's your outrage? Is it really just Trump? Was it really just that you got hooked on a reality TV show? Because you know you're not fucking watching that shit on, um, on CNN anymore because it's not there. Right? You got Trump deplatformed. Now what? Now you're bored. Right? Or have you gone back to normal life? Trump's gone, and the kids are, in your mind, out of cages, but they're actually in a more efe- efficiently run system. When you see people being pulled off of the streets, right, in Portland during the protests for the Black Lives Matter, when they or, and I think elsewhere, there were plenty of places. When you see, who do you think is like the expert in that? Who do you think has the expertise to pull people? Because the cops don't, right? It's not the fucking police that does that. It's Border Patrol and ICE. Those are the people that know how to pick people up And so by allowing that shit to happen to brown people in your communities, you are fucking yourself because then they have the apparatus to do that shit. So, I don't know, man. I'm... uh, This is, again, my COVID freakout number whatever, number infinity. The world's not going back to normal. The world never went back to normal from the last fucking economic crash. We ended up with... Gig economies right where we had people like Eric Holder helping uber and what's her name um, Kamala Harris's husband or someone that she's related to is uh, part it is you know is um is also part of like helping uber uh i think most recently with the um prop twenty two where now they're not employees but they get minimum wage it's like um you know, I think that people forget what leftism is. And leftism believes in certain things that you can't you can't not believe in, right? Collective bargaining. That's where that shit comes from. Um class awareness. That's where all of that stuff comes from. So, I think that a lot of people still um conflate race and class where it's like, you know, just because these people are racists doesn't mean that or b- because they are racist doesn't mean that they're not also victims of a capitalist system that, you know, is it unfair that they get um, to walk around and not get shot? Of course not. Is it fair that they completely misunderstand uh, their their plight because they are propagandized just as much as our side is to believe that we are pro brown people when we're bombing the shit out of them, where we drone the fuck out of them, where we double tap? civilians or, you know you know what a double tap is if you don't know what a double tap is it's the most american shit i've ever heard they bomb a site they don't even get you know 90 at 90 percent civilian casualty rate they bomb a site and then when the um <clears throat> uh they wait like five or ten minutes till the ems crews arrive till the first responders you know the fucking first responder heroes that we have uh the respect that we have for them since 9 11 well other countries, they're not human because they're helping not other not-humans. So what we do is we bomb the shit out of them when they come and help people. That's called a double tap. Bomb a site, wait for the EMS crews to go, come, firemen, whatever, first responders. Everybody that's going there to help the people that we just bombed the shit out of, and then we hit them too. That's, that's, like, that's, that's what we are, man. That's, like what Assange, that's why Assange is being extradited. Because he showed us that, right? And this is how scary it is. Like you, you, all the, um, all the call for censorship. I had a conversation about that with uh, Michelle El Lambi, who was on the show, or Morbi. Sorry. Michelle Morby who was on the show we talked about it it was a really respectful conversation but ultimately like there were um big problems that came out of that like and this idea that private private corporations are how the fascist state hides it and protects itself it's exactly like that's how the system so like when people when when you go oh it's a private company you are cheering on fascism because government has different responsibilities and uh, and legislation to hold it accountable but we don't like to regulate industry so it was the same shit like back before back before Edward Snowden uh all all the data collection that used to happen happened through private corporations the real horrible shit that we've done in war have been done by mercenaries Right? Blackwater and all of that shit. So, uh, uh, private security companies. And I don't know, like, they have dehumanized people to such a degree that they don't fucking think of you as a person. You are in an inconvenience. They don't care that poor brown and black people are dying disproportionately. They really don't give a fuck they think it's a it's this is a a feature not a bug this is i mean you have a democratic president that won't give its civilians money in a pandemic won't give everybody health care and a vice president who uh is for keeping people in prisons i mean what do you think is going to fucking happen? Did you think that she was going to change in any way and now be against keeping kids in cages? Either of them. I guess that was a conflated statement because I don't know how much she has kept kids in cages. But she's all about private prisons. That's, that is that uh, is not <laughs> deniable about her so now we're in this situation where we voted for the lesser of two evils what's gonna happen now i have no i have no idea so that's my COVID freak out um i think it's pretty intense so i'm sorry if you're bummed out now we can talk about other things i really don't know it's uh i just go to work i hang out with somebody uh, pretty regularly, and then uh, that's it. But even then, it's just a bubble. And what is happening in those spaces is uh, is uh, is fine, like in the sense that like we're all getting along. But that's all I fucking do is go to work, come home, work on the podcast, and then try to see people every every now and then. So <clears throat> I don't know. Even though I actually get to leave the house and interact with people, it's still wearing on me. The world is like this big fucking... Uh, under this big cloud, and <clears throat> there's talk about going back to normalcy, but I don't know. I feel like... I, f- I feel the... Um, the pressure on people, I don't, I don't feel it in a sense. Like just knowing that people are living in RVs in my neighborhood, and that Gil Cidio wants to not let them do that, and so <clears throat> they can't be anywhere near their families, they, um, they're really just zoning us an area next to where these uh, buildings are, and it's it, it it saddens me the the greed the greed that continues the all pervasive. Uh, capitalist drive to take people's shit and make it for other people that have more money um that's basically like you know gentrification is the new con- colonialism is like a, a saying that i think is kind of fun because it um it it's really forgets that we're still colonialists right <laughs> or imperialists or whatever the fuck you want to call it we um Literally take over countries to take their resources, right? We used to think of, uh, you you know, and that's the other thing, like, fucking leave the religious people alone, whatever, whatever the fuck works for them, you know, like, yeah, if they are an asshole, fine, confront them, counter-protest the Westboro Baptist Church people, but like, let people fucking believe what they want, like, Jesus Christ, stop being so dogmatic, There's, like, so many different experiences in this world that, I don't know, it, it, uh, the idea that there's a right way or a truth, obviously there are things that, like, I don't abide, but, you know, I feel like negotiating with people that, we don't fully agree with is the only way to fucking make things happen. <laughs> you know, like if only if if you have to have like a uh, a specific set of beliefs and your requirements are not the fact that you're also a poor person, I don't know how you bridge that gap, right? Like maybe that's how people get to know trans a trans person and become educated, right? i talked about it on the show. I'm a fucking idiot. I didn't know. And then I just decided, like, why am I investing all this energy? Let let me just get to know people and and talk to them on their terms. Like, what the fuck problem is that of mine? That's, like, a really easy thing. But I think that there are a lot of people, you know, there are people that I've... I know people that um, don't like Black Lives Matter uh, because, I mean, and he's a black dude. He doesn't like Black Lives Matter because they're pro-trans people. And like, he believes that that's a sin. And to me, you know, whatever, I'm not going to admonish him or, or or shame him. That's not the point of why I bring it up. To me, it's like, it's like, yeah, well then, but like, why are you getting so caught up on that? <laughs> you know, they, they're saying something that you agree with, right? You agree with black lives mattering, but like you're turned off. And I feel like that is how everything is in the world right now, right? You can't sign on for uh um force the vote and make uh Nancy Pelosi earn her spot uh because um you know whatever I'm not going to litigate that one but because uh Jimmy Dore is, is a odious person whatever um like everywhere it's shit like that that i think is like you know I don't know. It feels more of a virtue signal and an excuse to not actually do something, right? Like, you get points with your team, and then you guys high-five, and you're like, yeah, fuck these bigots. (laughs) And then, like, you know, you're like, yeah, Joe Biden's cool, man. He cares about black people because he was friends with Obama, and Obama wanted him to be president, so... Uh, it must be good for black people. And then meanwhile, Obama's like fucking gentrifying a neighborhood to build his own library. And people are calling his ass out. It It, it is not like... Um, if we're going to accept that the black experience is not a monolith, we should maybe start to acknowledge that at a certain point now... Obama's experience presently I'm not going to talk about his past I'm saying Obama as he exists now has more in common with somebody of his equal wealth than he does with somebody who is uh, uh, you know uh, of the same race from a lower socioeconomic position at the moment right so I think that that distinction does matter right and it's it, it it's um it is about that like not considering all of a people a monolith and i've learned a lot just being hispanic because we're all latino <laughs> but we're all fucking different like crazy like from so many different parts of the world with so many different political outlooks and uh you know that's how i uh got perspective on sort of the cuban exile and how it's it seen like you know, Mexicans like Castro. <laughs> Some of them do. Some of them agree with the with the policies, and so and so and and, and uh, would be called apologists for saying that. Like, well, yeah, you know, but you got to consider this. And I'm not like saying that he's wrong or right. I'm not really. I don't. You know, there's so much fucking baggage with Cuban politics that it it, it exhausts me. But. In having that conversation with somebody that was, like, pro Che Guevara, pro uh, 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 Castro and thought that the the revolution did some good things, I learned that, like, oh, okay, it's not so fucking clear-cut. There are people that agree with this. And uh, there are Cubans within Cuba that uh, still believe in the revolution. Um, that's the nature of, like, nationalism and propaganda and all of that shit. So, to say that, like... I have any handle on what the actual Cuban reality is (laughs) just because I, my parents are, uh, refugees, like is insane. So, so, um, you know, and then there are very different reasons that people come to this country. Like my family came, uh, my mom was, um, a Peter Pan. So she came when she was young. That's a very different life experience than a fucking Cuban that came on a raft. Right. And that's also a very different experience from somebody that came um, you know there's been different things there's been in the the tough period there's there's so much history there and it's even hard to fucking know it right so I don't I, I um I think that we are downplaying class issues and yes, it matters that people are racist. I do think it matters if someone in a high position, right? Like someone in a good job, uh, like, (laughs) I'll put it to you this way. If Jeffrey Tubin gets busted jerking off at a meeting, I think like, yeah, he should be fucking canceled. (laughs) I think that's fair. I think, uh, you know, whatever the fuck was going on with him, like, yeah. How far is he going to fall? I don't know. You know, these people always have a way of getting, like, rehabilitated. Even Trump, I'm still telling you, the Capitol riots are not going to matter uh, in the long run. Some bigger asshole is going to come out. Or he doesn't even have to actually be a bigger asshole. Because Trump, in no way was Trump a bigger asshole than George W. Bush. Like, yeah, I'll I'll fucking stand. that. That is something I can confidently say. There is no way that... Um, Trump was a bigger asshole than George W. Bush. That's like the easiest fucking... I lived through those years. I lived through the Trump years. Um, The Bush outrage, the outrage at Bush was about dehumanization, right? Was about how we could dehumanize another culture and fucking bomb them right people like as much as politicians will will you know like biden will tell you things like oh yeah we believed in um at the, at the time in the intelligence no there were a lot of people who did not believe in that shit there were a lot of people that were there have been people that have been protesting kamala harris for her entire career so all of these people like um who want to tell you that history was different that was a moment where the discussion was about how are we going to fucking just murder like this just start a war and uh, you know the afghanistan war was different the iraq war was really the one where no one really believed and this is the new york times was coming up with bullshit this was uh, you, you know and the reason that a lot of people didn't believe it is because historically any time that we have justification to go to war it turns out that it was bullshit gulf of tonkin Babies in incubators. So that was a big, big fucking moment. Because after that, we were so desperate that we got Obama. And Obama normalized all of that. And it became okay to drone people and kill 90% civilians. Because we we just got worn down. We no longer really thought of human beings in those places. We, 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 the, the years and years of propaganda, you know, it's crazy because like at the end of the Bush years, everybody wanted those wars to end. The GOP wanted those wars to end. They were, they were a mistake. They were an embarrassment. That's how they still talk about it in in many cases. And somehow the Democrats just became the war hawks. And, um, you know, like, just maintain the machine for, um, uh, for uh, it, like, it was like, it, there really was no transition of power. <laughs> it was almost exactly the same policy. They didn't close down Guantanamo Bay. It was all bullshit. So, to me, what happened under Trump, like, whatever, there's a lot of people that believe that Russians took over, whatever the fuck. That's hilarious to me. I'm really sorry that you believe in Q uh, QAnon. I think that now it's called... Uh, Blue Maga, uh, there. I, it's so hard to keep up with like all the little insights of this uh, crazy political system. But yeah, man, you voted for Biden and I didn't. Or if you didn't, congratulations, we were fucking right. I do. I do. I uh, wish Trump was still in office. No, I. I actually feel like it's actually really productive to have Trump out of office. So I. You know. It's more of having a clean conscience. Uh, If Trump was still in power, I would still be laughing at your fucking sad asses who are just completely outraged like he's the worst thing that ever happened. When You know, like, we went to fucking war in Iraq and then our (laughs) economy tanked. (laughs) Like, at, at least... COVID was out of Trump's hands (laughs) and he would have been reelected if COVID hadn't happened. So now we've got this other guy and he's not doing dick. It's, he's just, you know, and everybody's so excited about this hot redhead. Who's like the whole point of her is that she's a hot redhead. That's smart. And everybody's like jerking off to her. Um, And, like, publicly talking about how strong and powerful a woman she is. They asked her if she was going to lie to to them. And, like, you know, everybody felt like it was a great thing when she said no, which, which was, like, literally a lie. Her job is to lie. You don't get that job to tell people the fucking truth. That's not... You know that's like being a PR agent and saying that uh, and and saying that you're gonna tell everybody every uh, you know the celebrity's deepest darkest secrets. Like she is PR, she is propaganda. Of course she's gonna fucking lie. What are you gonna do? Hold that against her? That it, it, like is that how you're gonna argue with her when she gets caught in a lie? Which she will, because <laughs> they all do. Are you gonna be like? Oh, no, what a hypocrite. Remember that time that she said she wouldn't lie? Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Grow the fuck up. These are not good people. These are rich people that think they're better than you. They think they're better than everybody else. They want to do business with China specifically because China knows how to surveil its people and sort of make this system that makes um, a lot of sense to them. Because they no longer, like, they, they, don't, they don't believe that we're a democracy. They know that we're not. And so they're going to hold on to power however the fuck they want to. And if you're someone like AOC, I don't hold it against her. I, don't, I She's not a sellout. I'm telling you, if I was in her position, I would be watching what is being done to the fucking country. Uh, 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 and I would say, hey, man, I really need to take care of my future. And so I'm not going to push or rock the boat where it might actually hurt me in the long run in getting a position. So we'll see what industry she goes into. I mean, I said Wall Street earlier, tech. I don't know. There's so many opportunities for people in, um, in the Democratic Party to do unethical things. Uh, I definitely don't think she's going to be like a military-industrial complex um, and anything like that. But uh, there are some Dems that are pro that, and she's definitely not anti that. Right, She's not against um, any of that bullshit. So, it's a really scary time. I hope I've adequately not freaked you out. I don't know. I I would rather know. I mean, if this is too much for you guys, I'm sorry. Uh, I just had a a cancellation and I had to put an episode together. And really, this is just what's on my mind. uh, You know, the idea that we can divide the country into two ideological sides and that that's going to be sufficient, you know. And then think of the other side. Think of how many people are on the other side and they're very much against legitimate concerns against things, right? Like, let's say you are a person who lost your job to NAFTA. That is a valid fucking reason to vote against the Democratic Party. And you can't fucking tell me that it isn't. You can't, if you lost your job because Bill Clinton... Sign NAFTA. And yes, it was a Republican, uh, what's it called, plan that uh, George H- H.W. Bush was not able to implement, but if you see Bill Clinton, first of all, Bill Clinton was responsible also for the economic crash of 2008, so there is plenty of reason to be ideologically and diametrically opposed to and hold these people accountable, because... Uh, you know, as the Republican party shifts and panders more to what's it called the uh fox wing side of the the um of things there's also a movement which is represented by people like Sagar and jetty that's really populist and the shit like that is you know uh marshall Kozlov, i uh, or cars cosgrove um he he's uh, his co-host on a realignment podcast. I haven't listened to that one, but I'm definitely interested in some of the things that he says cuz I feel like his takes are not leftist, but they are populist. They are uh they reflect the class they reflect at some level of class analysis that is devoid from every other discussion that I've heard. And so to just dismiss people because they're on the right Because they don't, or, you know, to dismiss, first of all, to dismiss anyone because they don't fucking like Hillary Clinton, you're wrong. If you are upset at anybody who doesn't like Clinton on the right, because half of your fucking party doesn't like Hillary Clinton, okay? Yes, shit like Benghazi is stupid. What they should have been upset about was invading another country. So ideologically, we're not always going to agree, but yeah, um... You know, destabilizing Libya should have been the focus of them. That would be my critique instead of Benghazi. But that's the Benghazi thing is a very much about like, oh, an American citizen, which I think completely misses the entire point. But um there are valid reasons to not like her because a lot of people don't. So think about all the people on the right side and... They've lost their job to NAFTA. They see the economic uh, uh, crash that came because we repealed Glass-Steagall under uh, Bill Clinton. And um, these are actually valid economic concerns that they have and valid reasons not to vote for uh, a Democrat, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's why Michigan is in play and things like that, right? And and Pennsylvania, all of those... uh, Parts of the world, of, of the U.S., they are concerned about these issues because they have been deeply impacted, as opposed to somewhere like um, California, whose industries are more related to entertainment and, uh, you know, advertising and things like that, uh, would, would be less inclined to hold a grudge against the people that voted for NAFTA, or that implemented NAFTA and sent all the jobs away so you have all those people on the right that do vote for valid reasons and they're limited to voting alongside people that are racist let's just call them problematic okay in general they're, they 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 don't they don't you know like they don't think that uh gay people should get married still shit like that like that's the extreme, whatever. We can even get into like the far, 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 far right. You got the Proud Boys and all of that. They're all voting for the same candidate. And think about our side too. We don't agree with everybody that you like I said, you would not sit down to dinner with everybody in our party and get and have a constructive conversation. You would hate those people just as much for some of their beliefs if you were really, but because they're on your side, you sort of you know like For example, I would be at dinner, and I would bring up the fact that we had a droning problem, that we love to drone people. I would be at dinner, and I would bring up the fact that we—and so that would make me not a very pleasant person to somebody who doesn't want to think about those things and really wants to think about the fact that the Democrats' virtue signal about, you know, being gay— uh, and, and accepting that despite the... Fight. You know, they take credit for the fight when they didn't fight for it at all. It was David Geffen who fought for that shit. So it's... um, It's it's not that hard for me to see that I have a lot more in common with these people because the same politicians that hollowed out our economy are the same ones, uh, you, you know, and... It's just theater because the Republicans don't have any fucking problem with that. Now they're going to say that they did. <laughs> but those aren't their industries, right? So for me, like anybody... You, or I could sit down at dinner with uh, Kamala Harris and and we would have very serious disagreements about how she uh, didn't prosecute pedophiles from the Catholic Church or didn't share the information that had been... Um, Collected. There's a San Francisco Chronicle article about it. I think that uh, Intercept also covered it. So, ideologically, I think that we have uh, some serious problems. Uh, I would... We would both be people that at that dinner could talk about how much fun pot is and how enjoyable it is, but I would be against putting people in prison for it, and she would be for it, right? Uh, so... Or at least most of her career, maybe that's something that's changed. I don't keep up with um, with all the details of her ideology. But, I mean, I essentially I don't think she has an ideology. I think that she is somebody who is career-driven sort of the same way that AOC is. Like, AOC and her, they're more celebrities than they are actual policymakers or legislators even, right? Like... And then people like Katie Porter uh, get taken off committees even though, like, she does a good job grilling people (laughs) because she's very familiar with with the committee. I forget what committee she was on. But now they're just like, take her off of it. Like, I do not understand how anyone still believes in this binary bullshit. I do not understand it. I think that... It might actually be more beneficial if we don't, if we aren't all Democrats. Let's say that we have some anarchists, right? Let's say that there is an anarchist party and we have dialogue with them. And then we're like, hey, man, what will it take for you to vote with us? And then that way there's actual uh, conversation happening as opposed to just being like, well, it's either A or B. Do you want to be with the racists? (laughs) <laughs> 'Cause we're racist but in a different way. We're like the we're the good racists. <laughs> uh yeah. I don't know. It's uh it's been a crazy, 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 crazy time. And I haven't had a chance to sort of talk to you guys directly about exactly what's on my mind. But it feels cathartic. I hope I don't get in trouble for anything I said. I um really it comes from A curiosity with how the world works but i mean yeah if you have a problem with anything i've said about a politician definitely come at me but um i am also a hypocrite i am also flawed i am going to get things wrong and that's like what i talked about part of it is sort of understanding getting to the bottoms of of my own beliefs and my own ideas and uh and challenging myself to sort of am i you know, have I thought about this recently and reassessed my position on this, right? You know, when I was a little kid, I was like pro-abortion, and I remember talking to a T-shirt or uh, pro-pro-life. Uh, I was just a little fucking—I don't know—twelve-year-old kid, thirteen-year-old kid, and I was—I and, and I just had a very magical thinking perspective on it. And then I, uh, you know, my teacher was like, really? Hmm, okay. And and asked me questions about it. She wasn't rude or anything. She, she just kind of wanted to understand the thinking behind it. And slowly I was just like, I grew up. I fucking realized that w- the world is like a lot more complicated and that um, there are much bigger things to consider than just like some fucking fantasy of like, you know, so that's how I came to my position on that. I just kind of reassessed all of it. And I, and, and I think it's healthy to do that. I think it's always a good idea to sort of sit there and be like, you know, like, I, saw, I mean, I'll be straight up. Sometimes I'll have thoughts that I would never speak out loud and they pop in my head and I'm like, whoa, what was that about? Why did I think that? Huh? And uh, and I think it's important instead of to just be like, oh, no, 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 to just be like, whoa, 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 what the fuck was that? What did you just think, right? And obviously you're not responsible for every single thing that is in your head, right? Like you get jingles caught in your head and all of that, but take responsibility for it and, and sort of address it, I think is a good policy when when stuff like that happens. So if I said anything that was completely out of line, or insensitive, and you have uh you you like to bring my attention to it i 'm always uh, open to a dialogue, but I definitely do think that, in terms of my understanding of the current political moment overall i'm pretty confident that <laughs> more people are starting to understand things the way that I see them than uh, the other way around because it really is shocking to see how um you know, pleas for help are falling on deaf ears. This is the Biden era. This is, this is like, we should treat it like living history. The same way that we treated the Trump administration. Right? Like, a travesty is happening. Kids are still in cages. It's the same shit. It's exactly the same fucking shit. Nothing has changed. Like he said, when he ran, nothing will fundamentally change. So, yep. You can follow us on Instagram at What's My Thesis. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. And you can follow us on at, subscribe to the show on YouTube. It's going pretty good so far. I just accomplished my goal of continuing to not take a week off this year we're gonna drop 52 episodes and I'm about to start launch a clip channel I know it's hard to sit down and watch YouTube long-form stuff so we're gonna have a bunch of things that are shareable if you guys like any of the clips please share them Um, that's just gonna be what's my thesis clips it's a sister channel to the main one Anyway. Oh, and I'm at Javier Proenza. I'm going to start making a few things in the coming days. I have a little bit more free time. So I might be also posting some videos. I'm going to figure out where I want to post the videos of me doing shit. Maybe it'll be a separate channel, but yep.